0: Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about
1: having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's word about different topics we all face.
0: No matter if you're in the car or doing
1: laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me About It. We missed you guys so much last week. We had some flooding situations here in Middle Tennessee, I said situations like it wasn't just like a straight-up natural disaster. True. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a situation. No, it was, it was bad, but all is well now. We're praying for all of our neighbors who are still trying to get their homes and businesses back up on their feet. Um, but it's so good to be back with you guys. Happy Tuesday.
0: Happy Tuesday, guys. We are so excited because the topics that we're bringing back to you this week are all about toxic- toxicity. And this weekend. um, We'll take a break. Well, is are we at the last week in April next week or is that two weeks away? Oh my gosh. We'll also have Yeah I know <laughs> it's crazy. Time. Time you guys under already understand. I'm having a very hard time believing that April is already halfway over and we're almost into May. Um it's just like a couple weeks away. So but but either way, we will have a special guest this month, um, a dear friend of mine. So I'm so excited that she'll be with us. You guys will have to tune into our special guest the last Tuesday of the month, but the, for the couple of weeks, um, we'll be talking about toxicity, which is a hot topic. And, you know, I think it's kind of like almost a trigger word, not just because it's something that we actively try to avoid, but also something that we see in our, just in our the world around us. And I think that there's some a movement that's really unique, and Sarah and I were talking about this earlier, that younger Christians are really waking up to the toxic cultures the toxic habits of within not only friendships and relationships but the church as well and so um i think it's just really important that we that we have a conversation about what is toxic culture what are toxic tendencies how do you recognize it and then what do you do about it because that's the best way that we can help diminish that issue
1: yes i love that you said like what are we going to do about it because we're not here to glorify the bad stuff we're here to shed light on it and expose it and then we're going to fight that with the truth of God's word so this little mini series it's going to be two episodes we're going to call it truth is greater than toxicity so um again just kind of reiterating what Liz said I love and hate our generation so much I have like a love-hate relationship with us but one thing that I love about us is that we call people out like I love that on TikTok and Instagram, we're like, that's my most toxic trait. Like we're going to call ourselves out. We're going to call other people out because we're not here for it. Like we're ready Mm -hmm. for things to be peaceful. We're ready for things to be productive and like, conducive to our society not only in the culture of Christianity but with ourselves with our thoughts with our relationships mm-hmm. um so we're going to kick things off by defining what toxic is and when when I read this to Liz we both made like a stank face like we were like <laughs> oh like it's so bad like I don't like it so the merriam Webster definition of toxic is one poisonous to very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way and pervasive means that it spreads to everything mm-hmm. and then the word insidious means it has a gradual and cumulative effect um it develops so gradually as to be well established before a coming apparent so if y'all think about this I, for some reason i just like visualize like a fungus like Oh yeah. You might not even know that there's mold in your house or that there's a fungus like on your toenails like I don't know. (laughs) It becomes apparent and then it spreads everywhere just like a bad apple in a produce store or a grocery store like they remove a bad apple at the littlest sign of rotting because it spreads so quickly to that individual apple but also just the chemicals that it gives off as it starts to decay literally ruins everything around it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's what toxicity is yeah we're talking about that personally and relationally and we're going to get into like culture next week so we're really excited about that but we're going to talk about ourselves and others today
0: you know, I think it's I think it's definitely a challenge when we talk about toxic behaviors because there are times when because it is insidious and it grows slowly over time and just continues to you know that snowball effect. It is hard to to recognize, but I think we especially as Christians we have to be very careful to recognize when we lack empathy for those who don't even know that they're there. Oh. They didn't just jump in and say, like, I'm going to choose to be a toxic person or I'm, I'm going to choose to stay in a toxic relationship, friendship, whatever. And we forget to show grace, like, you know, like, oh, well, they can just leave. And it's like they didn't just wake up one day and jump into it. It was something that grew over time. And it's really complex. And so that's why I'm so glad that we're talking about some of the ways that we can recognize it so that we can we can be proactive and not reactive.
1: Yeah, and even like recognizing the toxic parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like you said, Liz, like we can remain empathetic and we can remain grace-filled because it is so true. Like this is the most, I feel like overstated piece of advice that grandparents give or (laughs) wise people in our lives give. But like you never know what you would do unless you were in somebody's shoes. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know how you would react. So like we have no right to judge Any of this, we're just here to shed light and truth on something that is a part of all of our lives that we need to know how to navigate. Like, this is hard, Um, this is not easy. So, um, we're gonna get started with talking about you know ourselves and kind of more interpersonally and how we can uh, sometimes be toxic to ourselves with our own thoughts. And y'all will hear us circle back to thoughts. Quite a bit with oh yeah we reference and stuff like that um through this whole episode but Liz and I kind of got together and talked about signs that you may have a to- a toxic relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and so Liz you want to start out with some of yours and then I'll piggyback with some of mine
0: yeah sure so I want to preface with I'm not necessarily trying to to draw a hard line in the sand with this one but one of them is you don't show yourself grace and that's not to say that it's not that you struggle with showing yourself grace that's a different thing than not doing it at all but whenever you have such high in expectations for yourself that is honestly unattainable and then you're upset with yourself for not reaching a standard that you that is literally impossible that is so toxic because if you never feel like you are that you're good enough or that you yet you're reaching where where god's calling you to or all these things it really doesn't give you the des- the best disposition to also be a mouthpiece for the gospel for God to use you um, if you were always in that in such a negative mind space, so that's why it's so important to show yourself grace. But if you don't show yourself grace, if you'd rather suffer than cause a conflict, and I when I wrote this, I was like, Oh, calling myself out, <laughs> y'all. I hate conflict. And we talked about the hard stuff a few weeks ago and how important you know, having healthy conflict, it really is, and you know, setting boundaries and being honest, um, but really recognizing that oftentimes that, uh, you know, you rather suffer than cause conflict comes from a place of fear. And um, we'll talk about fear a little bit later as well. But um, it's so important that we are uh, intentional with um, with the, the way we, we address the issues in our life. Um, you self-medicate or you self-soothe. And this does not have to mean, this is not, it does not have to mean, but it's also not limited to like, if you use any kind of drugs or alcohol or things like that, because let's just be real, that's a very honest part of human reality. Sure, and yeah. some people, some individuals do have a hard time, um, overcoming and they don't have the, the tools that they need emotionally, spiritually, physically to overcome those battles. But the thing is, is that if you are self-medicating with, um, sometimes using self-care too much, like we don't, we ain't ready for that conversation no, um,
1: stopping too much. Or <laughs> right
0: building. so someone's like did you have um did you go to therapy when you were in in college or did you just bake a lot and I was like call me out because yes. I was baking every night
1: <laughs> like, for me like whenever I'm going through something I keep myself insanely busy so that I don't have to oh. like, sit with myself yes and my thoughts and I'm like Sarah it's going to be so bad when you finally sit down and you finally calm down like you've got to face this head-on and like you just said avoiding that conflict but it's true like yeah I'm just like a little like have y'all ever seen like those clips of like dogs getting in trouble and they like won't make eye contact with their owner I'm like that's me and my problems like
0: girl
1: don't even look (laughs) at it what
0: what a visual that's literally the truth (laughs) <laughs> and it's hard i know you know we have similar personality types and yeah that's it's hard for people like us um and then my last thing was like the truth of god is true for everyone except for you yeah. if you know that the, that the lord is saying that you were loved and that you're cherished that you are forgiven that he is showing you mercy and grace and that he has a plan for you and yet you have those doubts um I think that can be really toxic, not only to yourself, but also to your relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely a sign that there's, there's some work that can be done, but you know, one of my favorite songs to, to when I think about myself is um, Mandisa's song unfinished. And wow. so all the time I'm like, thank God I'm unfinished. Yes. We will never be complete until we get to the other side of heaven. So um, it's okay that you're a work in progress, but the th- the main thing there is that you continue to, to push forward with progress
1: yeah actually yes absolutely um some signs that i wrote down that are true for myself um is when i serve or give to others to the point of burnout um oh girl. They say yes too much if y'all hear the motorcycles outside my house or it's actually some dirt bikes they're having some kind of derby situation going on outside my neighborhood so <laughs> hey i'm so glad that y'all are having fun or recording. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, another one is when I ignore the signs that my body, mind, and spirit are giving in too much or being overworked or being triggered. And I'm not saying that like there aren't times where like you just have to pedal to the metal hustle in life, but I'm just saying so many times I have seen those signs, like even down to taking care of myself health wise. And I'm like, Sarah, girl, you are sick. Don't go to work. Like, it's okay to take a day off.
0: Why Um, is that? Oh, I know we're going to talk about that some more next week, but that is so real.
1: I know. And then the last one and this one I could unpack for like literally so many episodes is giving into the spiraling negative of my thoughts. Like just not stopping, like, I don't know about you guys, but just making up that, imaginary narrative of like oh my gosh somebody looked at me the wrong way did they think that I meant this by this did I offend them and Mm. then just go down that rabbit trail or you know the other day I was driving home Hunter was driving home we were both driving from long distances and I'd called him twice and I knew he was driving and he didn't answer or call me back for like 30 minutes I immediately went to planning funeral like I'm not joking. I went, I was like, he has had a wreck and I'm going to go have to find him in Nashville, wherever he is. I don't know where he is, like where he had to go for this appointment. Like, you know, and I'm like, Sarah, girl, he was on the phone with our insurance. Like we had to get new health insurance. Like, I'm like, honey, like you gonna have to calm down. Like he was on the phone, but, and I'm not Y'all are gonna think I'm some kind of clingy wife or something. I just knew he was on the road and I thought it was odd. He always calls me when he's on his way home and lets me know. And I I mean, girl, I was in my mind, I was already widowed. I was like, yeah. what the heck? Sarah. <laughs> it's I but don't that's realize. I was like, oh my gosh. Like my heart rate increased. I'm like, Sarah, what are you doing? So I'm toxic.
0: no but you know it's it's, but that's really real and you know one of the things that just came to mind when he said that is oftentimes toxic behaviors and toxic relationships are are tied to comfort in some way yes for a moment you had a, a, a very brief spiraling moment because the comfort of knowing that he was safe was removed Yes. And sometimes on the flip side of that, we can have that's oftentimes how it impacts us individually. But when it comes to those relationships, there's usually a a piece of comfort that's there. So like you may have been you may technically be in a toxic friendship, but you know that there's comfort because we've been best friends since we were five. Yes. And there's the history there. And the idea of like, I don't want to throw away history. And no one's saying that you have to throw those friendships away. But it's more so being intentional about addressing the things that are there. And because you can't fix things that you don't recognize, address, or, you know, or you can't address things that you don't recognize. Totally. So I think it's so important that we that we understand that part about toxicity. Yes.
1: And another thing that I just added based on one of our notes that like was just kind of floating out in the middle of nowhere, Liz, but a really good sign that you might have a toxic relationship with yourself or a toxic mindset yourself is when you replace your own personal respect perspective on the situation with the actual truth of the situation. Oh girl, say it again for the and people that just, back. You know, Girl, that just kind of reminds me of, of the spiraling that I do with if somebody, you know, doesn't text you back, like, I, there have been so many instances where I've read a message from someone and I genuinely forget to text them back and I have offended that person and they're like well I guess you're just too busy for me I'm like no girly you texted me at 9 30 I was dozing on the couch when I went to wash my face I opened my phone it opened the message and then I went to bed and forgot about it like I am so sorry and I've even done that with people before too like let's just say someone disagreed with me a certain way or I invited them somewhere and they said no. And I thought, Oh man, like they must not want to be my friend anymore. Like I know that that sounds so stupid, but how many of us have had those quick judgments Mm -hmm. about people or situations because your perspective that your feelings might've gotten hurt or you're twisting a little bit of the situation um with what the actual truth is like the actual truth might be like hey that person was going through something and they could not prioritize getting coffee with you that day mm-hmm. like they're not okay. too busy for you or they're they don't think less of you you don't know they might have had a fight with their husband that morning and they just couldn't get it together to meet with you
0: you know I think it's very dangerous to take so many things so personally
1: the truth fact. there's
0: you know, I I just tr- always try to err on the side of the side of caution and just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like if they if someone can't if someone can't hang out, why would I think that it's about me? We we we're so quick to to do that, thinking that we've messed something up. But have you go back and think, have I done anything? The answer is is either yes or no. If you don't think that you have, or if you think that you have done something wrong then the next logical answer would be to just ask and then you can yes. diminish that clear thing that might yeah just clear. and it's okay i'm like can we normalize clearing the air <laughs> yeah.
1: can we normalize not complicating things like yes how many friendships and relationships have been ruined over someone not being honest in the little moments like that, or even, especially with the big moments. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion with me, like if I'm just, I, cause I could speak for myself, cause I know how nasty my heart really is without Jesus. But when I'm not close to God and that pride overtakes any humility that I can get from the Holy Spirit, it that is exactly what happens with situations like that. You become so prideful to think like, oh, they must not have time for me. Or, oh, they looked at me the wrong way or, you know, whatever. They Mm -hmm. didn't, they didn't text me in this instance or whatever. And that is all pride. That is what the devil would love for us to get entangled in is for us to be haughty and sit in the corner with our lip pooched out, pouting, (laughs) you know, like missing out on what could be a fruitful relationship all because Mm -hmm. you're replacing your perspective with the actual truth.
0: Girl. What, I mean, let's just imagine for, for a moment, what would happen if we just let our perspective be our perspective and sought after the truth?
1: Yes, because I know how bad it feels for someone to inflict their perspective on Mm -hmm. me saying like, oh, well, you were selfish. You didn't come volunteer or serve at this blah, 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 you know, And And I'm like, no, that actually was not the case at all. Like, I had a previous engagement, or I had a family event, or what you know. mm -hmm. So, how unfair is that? Like, you don't want that done to you. Why would we do that to others? What?
0: So, let me ask you a question, Sarah. What do you do when that person does not accept the truth that you provide?
1: Okay, so we're gonna get more into this when we talk about relationships with others, but um, we have this podcast linked in our podcast recs on thechosengirl.com. It is one of my favorite podcasts with Dr. Henry Cloud. He wrote boundaries, he wrote boundaries in dating. And y'all, I swear this man has the whole book of Proverbs and Psalms memorized. Like he backs up every single point about boundaries and relationships with scripture. And my favorite one that has absolutely changed my life that he has pointed me to is Romans 12, 18. And in the ESV version, it says, if possible, So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And I wrote, if someone does not want peace with you, that is none of our concern as long as we have done our part Mm -hmm. As much as it depends on us to live peaceably with them. So this could be like in a situation where you've asked someone for forgiveness and they refuse to forgive you or they refuse to be friends with you or they refuse to accept the truth. Like for me, I'm an Enneagram three wing four. And one of our top fears is being misunderstood. And I can think back to when I was a little girl Being in school and someone thinking that I had talked bad about them or someone thinking that I had gone behind their back and done something like I I think about all the sleepovers and all the birthday parties and, and the fear of being misunderstood when it comes to hurting others, y'all, it eats at my soul. Like if you want to talk about spiraling thoughts, like that's what triggers me the most is when someone thinks something of me that is misunderstood. Gosh. And so this verse, Romans 1218, if possible, it's so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all, that has set me free in so many situations in my adult life. Because if I have apologized And if I have tried to reconcile, and if my apology was sincere and not trying to glorify myself and genuinely trying to find peace with this person, then if they don't accept that, then I have to move on. Like I cannot control them. I cannot force them to see what I meant. And all that I can do then is pray that someday that they do see that I didn't mean to hurt them or, you know, this, this was not my intention. And, mm-hmm. and I know that intentions aren't reality and you can hurt someone when your intention was not to hurt them, but that doesn't take their hurt away.
0: Right. But
1: if an apology isn't accepted, it's not accepted. And mm-hmm. even if it is accepted, if things aren't the same afterward, you just have to find peace with knowing Hey, I messed up. I'm a person of sin and I'm trying my best mm-hmm. and I'm recognizing that I messed up and I'm apologizing. Like, if I could take it back, I, I would, but I can't take it back. And that's all that you can do. Right. Is repent and move on.
0: You know, I feel like the world puts such complicated constraints when that's really all you have to do. Yes. It's just like, well, you
1: use you, to jump yeah. through.
0: There are, there are not, I mean, I, I just, I laugh, I'm laughing because we complicate it. We just, we touch it with our little human fingers and we make it all messy and complicated. And when really God said, here's step one and step two, this is what you, this is what you need to do to fix it.
1: And I wish it was as easy to do as it is to talk about, because yeah. no one talks about the the aftermath of things like that with living in that guilt or that mm-hmm. shame of what you've done and having to recognize like, Hey, I've repented and asked God for forgiveness. I have repented to this person and asked them for forgiveness. And I feel like Satan would love to have us caught in that web of not getting forgiveness from a human in our life and keep us crippled in that guilt and shame from not having the forgiveness or the acceptance of that human being in our life. And, Y'all, I've been there, and it is so hard, and it consumes you. It consumes your thoughts, but I can tell you from the other side of situations like that with friends um, and relationships in my life that it does get better, that time does make it better, and the tr- the only thing that has made it better is not the passing of time, but the passing of repeating God's truth to oh my, my heart God. over time, because everybody's like, "Time heals everything," and yeah, time does make things better. But if I sat in those guilty thoughts, just spiraling, 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 Liz just threw up a clap emoji on our Zoom call. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. But like, so good. Yeah, Tom does help, but it's the truth of God's word to me that heals because. I had to look at myself and say, hey, God sees me as righteous. Mm -hmm. God sees you as righteous if you're a child of God. So you cannot live in how you offended that person or how you hurt that person. It's over. You cannot take it back. Like, you Mm -mm. cannot erase the past or what happened. You can apologize and you can address it head on. And if that apology is sincere and if you genuinely repented to God and that person, like, you've got to live in the freedom of God's mm-hmm. forgiveness from that point on and repeat that truth to yourself so that that guilt does not rule your thoughts because girl, it will.
0: You're absolutely right. And, and again, it is a choice yes. and it's, it's an option that, sh- that you have. You can make that choice or you, or you cannot. And so, um, so while we're talking about like relationships and things, why don't we dive into how do you know if you are in a toxic relationship i know we've touched on some of the things and how you can manage that but sarah what are some of the things that you had written down
1: dearly i read i wrote down so many so many <laughs> stuff. oh my gosh so first like when we talk about relationships this could be relationships with friends with work mm-hmm. friends um colleagues with family members um with romantic relationships like we're talking about all of the above yeah And don't let me forget, Liz, we've got some good verses to cover with this too, because Yes, we do. I'll get to talking about it and I forget God's word. Um, Forget to mention God's word. Y'all know what I mean. Okay, (laughs) so I've got a list of 15 things that I'm just going to quickly go through. And Liz has a list as well. And these are just some things I looked up on some psychological websites that are credible, um, but also just some from personal spirit experience as well. So signs that you may be in an unhealthy relationship with others. You hide things or dishonest. You always give in to their way or you notice that they always give in to your way. Um, You experience guilt for no reason. There is one-sided effort into the relationship. Um, They put you down or you constantly feel drained by their relationship. You're codependent. This could be, y'all, you know, this is a lot to unpack, but codependent means that your happiness, your peace, um, like basically a lot of your existence in that relationship is completely dependent on that person. Like mm-hmm. clingy is a really low key way to say that, but it really goes so much deeper than that.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: yes it does. Like I feel like it's disrespectful for me to even use the word clingy when we talk about codependence. Um, they make you feel insecure. This one's big for me when I know I'm in a toxic relationship. You feel the need to strategize everything such as conversation mm-hmm. or actions. Um, obviously, it's abusive mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, you change yourself to be what they want, like your appearance, your opinions, or your beliefs. Mm-hmm. You're generally unhappy with that person. There's more dread than in imp- Than positive anticipation to see that person you justify bad behavior for them or for yourself when you're with them um there's a constant testing or pushing of boundaries and the last one i feel like is the most important you feel unsettled in your spirit about the relationship
0: that is the excuse me that is the absolute truth I i love i'm so glad that you brought that up because You know, the closer that you get to God, the the more you'll be able to recognize if your spirit is indeed unsettled. Yes. And when you find out that when you recognize that your spirit is unsettled, you're like, for the first time, if that ever has, if it hasn't happened to you yet, honey, just keep living. Yes. And you're like, what do what do I do? What does this mean? And you're searching for answers, but that set that unsettling in your spirit. Oh my gosh, it is like a it's a almost like what is what is that thing called? It's like a barometer. Like do what?
1: Oh, wait, you said a barometer. I said intuition, but I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Yes. But it's a gauge. It's a, it's a gauge for if things are, if things are right or if things are wrong. And, and for me, at least I know that I, my spirit won't be settled until it is re- Resolved. So really? if, if I try to ignore it, it doesn't work. And unless until I, I try to fix it, it doesn't always work. So until I've settled, until that my spirit has calmed down and, and settled out, I will just continue. It'll just feel unsettled. I won't feel comfortable. I won't feel right in that space. And I'm like, I thank God for that.
1: And you know, Liz, we've talked about feelings before on the podcast. In my feelings, I believe is what. Yeah. <laughs> like two or three seasons ago yeah feelings can be so deceptive like Mm -hmm. you know our hearts like y'all heard love is blonde girly that's the truth like you will give into things in a toxic relationship when it's new when you're in the honeymoon phase if you are in love with that person Mm -hmm. you'll you'll sometimes if it's a toxic relationship give in into things just like we said that you would have never agreed to in the first place with friendships with romantic relationships with anything like that just because those feelings are so strong well you know God gave us feelings like we have feelings for a reason and just like anything else that God has given us it can be twisted and Satan can use what was meant to be for good for evil Um, but also like Liz talking about, um, the gift of the Holy spirit and, you know, the feelings that we get in our intuition and discernment, um, that's a gift from God. And one of uh, my counselor friends in my life, she says all the time, the gift of fear is wisdom. So if in any relationship you are experiencing fear, that is the gift of wisdom like almost just like pulling a trigger, saying like, eh, "No," just like a gas light coming on, just like a check engine light coming on, and there's a reason for that. Like if you're put in a in a position or in a situation that is causing fear in a relationship, there is probably a reason that you're feeling that. Yeah, I mean, setting aside past trauma or anything like that that could be contributing to it it's like I said, just like a check engine light. So remember that the gift of fear is wisdom. And I love the verse that says perfect love, cast out fear. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a relationship with, with, whether it's with friends, family, or romantically, you know, I, there's nothing more freeing than when someone loves you just for who you are. Amen. And you don't have to like Oh my gosh. You know those relationships where if you don't text them every day or if you don't even text them every week that they're mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you feel like it's always a battle to keep up. Which I'm not saying ignore your friends. Like you have to have conversation. Right. Relationship. Communication is absolutely key. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Like I don't even have to clarify. Like y'all know what I'm talking about when somebody holds something over your head or you know, is saying like, well, you never text me. I always text you first. Like it's always some kind of dissension going mm-hmm. on. Like that is so exhausting. And I feel like I don't even know where I was going with that. That's, a, <laughs> that's okay. Now. <laughs> well,
0: one of the things that I want to mention is that healthy expectations are not toxic. But what makes those expectations toxic is when both parties have not agreed upon them yes not put so a toxic trait is putting expectations on someone and expecting them to abide by them without clearly communicating that that's what you're expecting yes and it's just like you're setting you're setting yourself up to to be to have um just um what's not a grudge but um resentment you're setting yourself it's like premeditated resentment when you do that Absolutely. And it just creates something so toxic, and you may not realize it. You're doing it, or you may recognize that someone has done that to you. And so, once you recognize it, either just regardless of what side you fall on, it's important that you put some action behind it, and that you actually confront, it and that you clear the air. Yeah. Again, let's twenty twenty one normalize clear in the air. Like, just it's okay to just ask and be like, "Hey, you." You said something to me, but, like, that was not my intention. It was my, not my intention to hurt you. It, I did not understand that that's what you wanted from me. I love to talk about it. Like, that is perfectly fine. Um, and I, I jokingly uh, had a conversation with my friends about um, g- calling each other out for stuff. And it's just like, this is, I'm like, sometimes I'll be calling my best friend. like, look, you work in my last nerve because you do X, Y, and Z. I love you, but you got to do better because... I expect X, Y, and Z and like, yo, I'm sorry. I know yada, yada, yada. And you know, <clears throat> it doesn't always have to be one of those serious, like our friendship is on the line or anything like that. Sometimes it's just as simple as just communicating that this thing that you do. And it's, you, we need that for healthy relationships yes. like, because we, God has given us the gift of friendship and like he's called for us to be together in community. And what is community if it's not truth led? Tell, pretending yeah. like things that bother you don't bother you not sharing like the things that you're either struggling with or th- recognizing that someone that you know and love is doing something that's outside of their character or does or misrepresents the gospel or god not sharing that truth is a toxic thing
1: yes and and really this is me talking to myself even a year ago i, I should have been like in so many situations sarah you can either confront this with love and with grace and with truth and you can face your fear of that conf- confrontation or conflict, or you can sit with your thoughts and grow bitter. Which one do you choose? Right. And I, like Sarah in so many stages of my life has needed to hear that. And confrontation doesn't always mean conflict. Like, mm-hmm. just like you said, like I, that's something that, that living with a husband has taught me. Like, Say, like, hey, you know, it really bothered me when you did that. I know you didn't mean to bother me, but it bothered mm-hmm. me. And I'm not saying that to be naggy or, you know, picky, but I know that you would want to know if something bothered me. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean it like that. And then we move on. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's, I- and it sounds so easy. And I think that we just get ourselves worked up in our minds. And I know that there are. Situations to where it, it is not that easy, where it is legit hard. But
0: mm-hmm. it's just a
1: choice that you have to make like, which one are you going to set with?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I want to bring up um, the verse that we pointed out from Titus 3, um, and I know it's written down 10, 11, but I'm going to add in verse 9 in there, too. This is, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a a divisive person once and then warn them a second time after that having nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. And when we're talking about toxic relationships and you, you, you're you having arguments about this and the other, you're having to confront some of the issues that are there in these toxic places, um, it is okay to set those healthy boundaries. Yes. You know, when it, if, when it gets down to, to it, right or wrong, your perspective versus mine, all of these things, as long as we come to a space where there is, you know, common agreement, leave it at that. And if you can't get there it is okay to just be like, you know what? We just need to, we need to take a break, take a little bit of space. It's again, healthy boundaries are so important that I don't think we talk about enough with the church um, with how to handle this in real life, because there will all, everyone will have some type of experience where you're like, you were draining me. And you know, one of the things, I don't think I'd mentioned some of the things I had on my list, but if your relationship is straining your relationship with God, we're calling you away from where God is calling you to, you are not in the wrong for putting boundaries there. I know that I used to feel really bad like I was failing God if I didn't constantly turn the other cheek until I realized that the turning of the other cheek was one, out of fear that I wasn't gonna be approved by other people. And I was wor- more worried about that than being approved by God. And number two, that it wasn't allowing me to be in the mental and spiritual in um, physical spaces that I needed to be to do yes. what God was calling me to. And it was a hard call out for myself.
1: (laughs) Well, and, and here's something that I want to address for any of our friends who have been called selfish or bad or mean for establishing boundaries with toxic people or for refusing to set those boundaries out of fear of being called those or using the verses in the Bible about loving people and laying our life down as means to justify like not setting those boundaries. Like, This is one of the many examples of the Bible talking about toxic people and setting a boundary with them. And it's not that you're not loving them. It literally said that argument is useless if that person, like if you can't come to a compromise in love to agree to disagree, or if that person just wants to stir up division. Mm -hmm. And I can think of so many friends in my life who have kept toxic relationships in their life out of thinking that they were loving others. But in that you're betraying yourself, you're betraying who God made you to be. And whether that be a legitimate abusive relationship or a passive aggressive abusive relationship, like abuse doesn't always have to be physical y'all. Like it can very much be mental, Mm -hmm. spiritual, emotional, And you are not mean or selfish or bad for setting those boundaries. Because if you're going to, like, I can think of specific friends in my life who I do not talk about certain things with those friends because it will lead to an argument that leads to nowhere. And Mm -hmm. why would I, why would I bring that up? Why would I have a conversation with somebody only to every time we end up arguing and there's divisiveness? So those people can think, oh, hey, Sarah's surface level, or Sarah is soft, or Sarah won't get deep with me, or whatever, and I'm like, nope, it's just because I don't want to try to change the way you feel, and I don't want you to try to change the way that I feel. I'm seeking Mm -hmm. truth, and I pray that you're seeking truth as well, and there's no use in having empty arguments that go nowhere. Exactly. It's a road that goes nowhere. It's a dead-end street, so you are not wrong you are not mean i think that you, everyone needs to observe where boundaries need to be set in their life and that doesn't mean a boundary with a person does not mean that you're mean to that person or rude or even that you cut them off like the the relationship i was just talking about like i love that person we have many fun conversations we get together we have coffee you know whatever but we don't go to certain places with our conversations and that's okay. There's nothing okay. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously the verse, we've already mentioned Romans twelve eight. if possible, so far as it depends on you, live it peacefully with all. And that means peace for both parties. Yes. Not just them for mm-hmm. you as well. You need That's to it right. peacefully at all. Some other verses that I meant to go over earlier, and this this can apply to thoughts about other people, but also about yourself. Proverbs four twenty three: guard your heart above all else, else because it determines the course of your life. Second mm-hmm. um, Corinthians ten four says, "We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps us or that keeps people from knowing God. We capture rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ." And then if you read the chapter of Philippians 4, it talks about not worrying, instead praying, and then fixing our thoughts on what's honorable, right, pure, and admirable. That is so important. It says, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard and saw me doing, and then the peace of God will be with you. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I would encourage each of you, something that I love to do in my quiet time is read a proverb a day because the chapters in Proverbs are so packed with wisdom and they're super short. And then something I've started doing is writing down a verse that sticks out to me for that particular day, like a bit of wisdom that I need. And y'all, there is so much about relationships in the book of Proverbs. I wish I had my Bible right beside me right now. Um, It's out of my arm's reach. But there is seriously something Every single day yes. out to me, how I can have better relationships with myself and with other people. Like, okay, last Thursday I have written down, but Proverbs chapter 15 was my chapter for that day. And um, I didn't write down the verse number, but it said, kind words heal and help. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was my verse that I just kind of thought about for that day. Like, okay, kind words heal people and they help people okay the day before chapter 14 verse 14 a wise or no it says a mean person gets paid back in meanness but a gracious person gets paid back in grace yep it's so, true. like this is the word of god teaching us how to live in relationship with ourself and with other people
0: and also in case you did not know the the whole book of especially the first probably 10 to 15 Chapters in Proverbs are just so beautiful to me because they're all about wisdom. If you feel like you need wisdom with just about any situation in your life, which is a constant thing. And that's why these verses have been applying so much to your life is that, but they're so full of wisdom. It is the perfect place to go when you're looking for that type of information. Um, and I know that I went back and found wisdom for just like my personal life, my professional life, my like the relationships in my life. And so in addition to, you know, what while you're reading through the Bible and again, I'm just going to throw out that truth that when we are seeking God's truth and we want to use God's truth in our life as as protection, as a guide. You, you can only do that if you also know the truth of God and you will only know about that by reading your Bible yes. daily pursuit of God includes taking that time. And even if it is a single verse a day, honey, that's okay. But, yep. you know, but as long as you're putting forth the effort and um, the more that you do it, the more you'll long for it, the more that you'll come to actually just enjoy learning about the word of God about his care, about God's character.
1: Yes. And, and we wanted to leave you guys with three important weapons. And that one, just like, just like Liz was saying, the truth of God's word. The second one is the wisdom that comes from having good accountability. Mm -hmm. You need to have at least one person in your life. When those relationships start to get toxic, that they can call you out in love and you can listen to them and receive that. Mm -hmm. And then three, probably the most important thing, the gift of the Holy spirit. Um, Just like we said, the gift of sound feelings, like the gift of fear is wisdom. Um, that gift of discernment when something isn't right and that that check engine light comes on in your heart of like <laughs> hey something ain't right I don't that's right person or or we need to create a boundary here um and those those are those are the way that we're going to fight toxicity with relationships with others and ourselves and we're very excited to get into next week Um, toxic cultures, whether it be with the world and society and with church too. So we're definitely not going to make this any way like exalting or giving glory to the toxicity, but Mm -hmm. rather like, hey, this is real, like just straight up crap that we go through in life and we're overcoming overcoming it with God's word and the truth of his word.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm just, I'm so excited Um, that I'm I'm so excited that we're talking about it, but I'm also thank you, thankful to our all of our listeners for giving us a platform so that we can talk about these really very real issues that we're faced Absolutely. with, so that we're all better equipped on on how to handle them with love, grace, and mercy, and um and be better representatives of Christ.
1: Yes, Amen. Um, I think that's
0: it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for hanging out. We can't wait to to hear back. And don't forget, at the the last Tuesday of the month, we'll have a special guest
1: yay so excited we love you guys and we hope y'all have a great week bye bye guys that's it for today fam thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe and don't forget to visit us on instagram at chosen Grove movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources and meet us back here next tuesday